Hello there, and thanks for joining me in today's uh, podcast, The Psychology Report. Today I would like to address the issue of the non-custodial parent. You know, our society today, divorce is at an all-time high. There are some indications over recent years that there might be a slight lowering of the divorce rate, but it's still at a very, very high level. We have a large number of children, uncountable almost, who live in homes where the parents were together and then divorced. Some divorced when the children were just months of age. Others divorced when they were in their teenage years or later into their young adult years. Whatever. Divorce affects children greatly. And it affects children in a very profound manner that influences the rest of their life. No child lives as if they were in a marital home when the parents are divorced. They're two different homes. They're two different attitudes. There's two different value systems. There's two different ways of looking at life and responding to circumstances. So the homes are different. Kids raised in a divorced home have a different outcome than those that live in a home that's intact. Now, we know that sometimes that outcome is more favorable or for one, but maybe less favorable for the other. But it's not always the way it is. Kids will respond as they respond, but parents need to be very serious how they deal with their children if they're going to divorce. Planning ahead for their children's welfare is necessary if parents are planning to divorce. You not only plan your own divorce, but you have to plan what it's like to be a parent of, a, of children you have divorced. Because you divorce, you divorce the parent, but you also divorce the parent, or the, the children of that marriage. So everybody gets divorced, essentially. Everybody lives in an atmosphere of divorce. So what I'd like to do is just kind of point out these, uh, these children. I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children whose parents are divorced. And I talk to them, and I get their story, and I get their heartache, and I get their wishes, I get their desires, I get the effect of divorce on them. And I understand that their life is never the same. It changes dramatically. So what is it that divorced children, children of divorce, want of their divorced parents? What do they want of them? And um, how shall they then live once the divorce takes place, the separation and then the divorce takes place? How then shall they live? How shall they live in a family? Now, there's a kind of an idea out there that says this, that if a parent divorces... Say a father divorces the mother, mother divorces the father, that their life will be less stressful. That's not true. All they do is change their level of stress and they change their source of stress. It's perhaps more stressful for a father to live as a divorced father trying to integrate his children into his life than when he was in the home and he had the children available to him. Likewise for the mother. It's very tough and very hard for her to relate to the children when she doesn't have them 100% of the time in her home. In other words, the stress levels of dealing with children in a divorce situation are great. You have to learn how to make decisions. You have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to have time with each other. You have to have learn. You have to learn how to have time for reflection. You have to have time for recreation. You have to have time for 
just relaxation. It doesn't come easy. It has to be pre-planned and has to be thought through. And there's much more decision-making, much more planning. The spontaneous life is gone. You have to plan ahead. So in a sense, the stress levels for parents who divorce are greater when they divorce than when they were living together in an intact family home. Stress all the way, none, nonetheless. But they shift that stress level. Now, that's not point. But what is it that the children want of their parents once the parents divorce? Well, let me give you a kind of a small, short list here of what these kids say and what they want. They want their parents to resolve their feelings of anger and guilt and fear towards each other. They don't want the parents to go on having all this anger towards each other and let it go on for years and years and years, even though they're divorced. They want the parents to seek forgiveness. They want parents to talk to each other. They want parents to be civil with each other. They want parents to put away the anger, put away the guilt, and now be an effective parent. Remember, they divorced each other, but they didn't divorce the, didn't divorce the children. And they want the children, or the children want to be seen and want to be related to in a human way, in a kind way, in a thoughtful way, in a gentle way. They don't want to hear all that anger. They don't want to feel all that anger. They don't want to fear that fear of rejection, that every time one speaks to the other, they're going to be rejected again, and so on. So whatever the feelings are, deep feelings, particularly the anger feelings, the kids want the parents to resolve those. And you resolve it by asking for forgiveness. You ask forgiveness of the children for behaving the way you did, and you ask the forgiveness of your ex-spouse for behaving the way you did. And when everybody has forgiveness under the belt, they can move on and live an effective life, and parents can react to their children and respond to their children more appropriately. Now, here's another one that these kids are saying. They want their parents, even though they're divorced, to keep in regular contact. If they're not in the home where the kids are at the time, kids go back and forth, whatever the arrangements might be. The kids want the absent parent, the non-custodial parent at the time, to keep in contact using Skype, using texting, using email messages, cards, telephone calls, stop by visits, going to the school, going to their events, going to their athletic events and activities, showing up where the kids are. Kids want parents' involvement and want kids, and kids want parents' closeness, even though they've divorced. Now, that's a stress because parents have to figure out how to connect with kids when they don't have them under their immediate control and immediate uh, purview. Now, here's another one what the kids are saying. They want rules of the home to be fair and consistent and maintained. The difference is there are two homes. Father has to have rules in his home. Mother has to have rules in her home. Now, hopefully those rules would be similar, but not necessarily. But whatever they are, the kids want to be part of the process of deriving those rules, setting them up. And then they want those rules to be fair, but be fairly administered for all kids, no matter what age they are. And sometimes you're in a home where you have kids from a prior marriage relationship of a parent, so there's mixed kids now from a, two different marriages or three different marriages, for that matter. The rules are the same. The expectations are the same. That's what kids want. They want it a fair and honest 
expectation is set forth in house rules so that they know how to behave. And if they go from one home to the other, they have to fall into the house rules of, the, of that home when they're there. Now, here's something else they want. Kids want divorced parents to keep a record of the visits. Not just a date and time that they came and left, not that, although you can do that. What they want is a memory record. What they did, where they went, events that they took place, that took place, and events in which they participated. Uh, people that they spent time with, people that came by to visit, uh, special events, special things that they did, fun events that they engaged in. Kids want a record of for their own memory, so that five and ten years from now they go back and read the record and see what they did during the visitation. You know, if you don't have a record, every kid has his own memory, and he might remember that visit to be the most boring thing ever, when in fact it was probably full of rich events and activities. So we need kids to have a record that's honest and straightforward, but just a factual record of what took place for each visit. And let that go on in through the years of visitation. Here's another thing they want. Kids want to make sure that as they get older, they can go to college. They want money so they can go to college. They want to fund a university, a college fund, available to them so they can go to college. Now, little children don't think that way necessarily, but older children do. And the problem is that parents have money for the divorce. They spend a lot of money on lawyers. They spend a lot of money on court events, but very little set aside for the children's education. I have seen divorces cost into the tens and thousands of dollars, tens, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars that go out. But that money could have been used for a child's education. And then that child goes, gets, gets older and goes ready, gets ready to go to school and there's no money. That's a shame. Kids want money set aside. Now, thankfully, our government has what is called a 529 plan. A fund that you can put in is that you can get an account at the bank or a financial house and uh, set up a fund so that every month you put in some money. And when kids get old enough to go to college, that money is there for college use and it can only be used for college education. If they don't go to college, then that money reverts back to the person who put the money in. You can have one fund, everybody can put it in, both parents, grandparents, whatever, or you can set up separate accounts. But there are different ways of doing it. But kids want a fund of money available to them so they can plan to go on to college and have an education. Okay? And here's the last one that I'll just mention. There are a lot more. The kids want parents to be educated on parenting. <laughs> Read my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. Get it on my website, booksbyhedberg.com. They want parents to read books on parenting. Now get one, two, or three books. and You don't need five or ten. Get one, two, or three and read them. Go back and forth and read them. Learn parenting. Apply the parenting principles and strategies and techniques that are suggested in these books. I have 72 lessons of ways that you can manage children under different circumstances. And other books are good too. But get a book or two and just read that and study that so that you become an educated parent even though you're divorced and even though you're the non-custodial parent. Don't go uneducated and try to raise your, your kids. That was probably one of the reasons for the divorce. You were uneducated in marriage. 
uneducated in parenting. It became a highly stressful event and you couldn't handle it. So think. Think through how you're going to manage these kids and become part of their life in a, as an effective parent. So read parenting books. That would be very, very important. Well, I can mention other ones. But kids have their own list. Now, if you're a divorced parent, ask your kids. Have them listen to this tape. And um, ask them to add points. Have them ask their own points, what they would like. Make it a point of discussion around the table. You as a parent, even though you're divorced. And the more you're the non-custodial parent, the more these things are very important to follow. So, do it. Be effective. Don't shy away from the fact that you can learn from your kids. But you can learn from books, you can learn from other divorced parents, you can learn from seminars, you can learn from magazine articles, you can learn from a lot of different sources how to parent, even though you're divorced. So thanks for joining me. Go to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Doctor, teach me to parent. Okay? Nice to talk to you, and bye for now.